Welcome to This Is Why I Teach, a podcast series highlighting Kentucky teacher voices and stories produced by Go Teach KY and the Kentucky Department of Education. My name is John and I'll be your host. Today we welcome Christine Meisberger from Scott County Middle School in Scott County. Good morning and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All righty. Well, let's jump into our first question. Why and how did you pursue a career in teaching? Yeah, I, I was one of those early kids who thought that this is what I always need to do. You know, I would play school, but I married young and I uh, soon started a family young as well. And I kept thinking to myself, maybe I don't want to go into teaching. But by the time I was 22, I had an 18 month old. And so I was I just needed to get back to school. I was tired of talking about dirty diapers. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do quite yet, but I had to get back to school. But by the time my second child uh, came around, we were stationed overseas. And I knew then that my passion for teaching and learning, it wasn't going to go away. So I, I decided to come back to the States and go to UK. And that's when I decided that I had to go into middle school because I have this a crazy enthusiasm, kind of <laughs> something that's best suited for that middle school setting and uh, in particular language arts and social studies. So, I, you know, I let my kids inspire me, um, but I also let my natural inclinations as well. It was just I had to do it. Yeah. Well, what is one thing you wish you had known when you began your career in teaching? I tend to overthink quite a bit, and I wish that I had known that I didn't have to know everything at once to teach well. Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself at first, and it interfered because I was not able to react as quickly. If I hadn't planned for it, it wasn't even happening that day. You know, if something came up that was new, I didn't feel comfortable moving into that and discussing that with my students. So because I hadn't planned, you know, but I feel much better now with a few years of experience under my belt. You don't have to know everything. You just have to be there for the kids and listen. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be available. Mm-hmm. And one thing I discovered is it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah, let's find out together. Yeah. They like being able to stump the teacher. The teacher didn't even know. So what is one common myth about teaching you would like to debunk? I hear a lot of people say, you know, you all are so underpaid. I'm not paid well, okay? They're, I mean, our pay has traditionally lagged behind our educational attainments. But I live really well, you know? Um I'm the primary breadwinner at this stage of my life, and we're not elaborate, but we enjoy our lifestyle. We fit well within this, and I do feel appreciated based on my pay. So I would hope that people understand that you, know, you can live well, not elaborately, but you can live well as a teacher. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That's so true. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career in teaching? So this may sound a little odd. Um, I, I would, I'm going to acknowledge that being a teacher is probably not for everyone, but there, I believe, is a place in teaching for everyone. I, I, I thought about this a lot because some, you at least need to give it a chance. You have to find your niche. You have to find what it is that makes you tick as an educator. And it is not going to be for everyone. But I know 
people who have come into this profession who have said, I don't know if this is going to be for me. I'll see what happens. And they're still in after 10 years. They've paid off their student loans. <laughs> yeah. They've made differences in kids. And it's the kids. It's the kids every time that suck them in. You know, it just they can't leave because of the kids. They love it. Yeah, it's, it's very true. And um, I was a career changer. And so I understand exactly what you're talking about, finding your place in education. Just give it a chance. You know, I mean, some people are saying, well, I've been thinking about going into teaching. Give it a chance. You're going to get addicted, you know. And okay. and the cool thing is, like me, I left because I was like, mm, I want to try something else. But I even came back. It's like I think that I don't want to be a part of it. But then I do because I have to. It's it's like the the kids, um, the kids and the way that we interact in class. Um, it's it's where I need to be. Yeah. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Actually, KDE has been a great resource, super resource. It has been, and teachers. Uh, traditionally don't want to see KDE as being a great resource. I do. I always have. They have great learning materials and they have great curriculum resources. They have great pedagogical resources, uh, things that I rely on to make myself a better teacher, mainly the Kentucky Framework for Teaching. That's the other mm -hmm. one. I can get clear guidance on what I need to do. But really, other teachers are the best resource. I think for me, um, we learn so much from each other and I've, I have never truly been able to collaborate as deeply with other professionals until I worked with other teachers. It's uh, it's a powerful relationship and so giving and when it works, Oh, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's no wonder people get so attached, right? Is it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the human resources that's yeah. been that's been a common thread in a number of these interviews. Tell me about a student that has changed how you teach. Yeah, there was a um, now this is emotional for me. There was a student. Um, I'll call him Tyler, and he I met him and lost him in the same year. He was on my team, and he had leukemia, and his leukemia came back hard that year. I got to meet him while he was in the classroom. He was a skateboarder and a passionate young man at the age of, gosh, he was in seventh grade, so 12, maybe he just turned 13. He died at 13. And he taught me to inspire kids to persevere. And he enjoyed the exploration of learning. And, um, and it was my responsibility to learn from him. So, and it was powerful. He changed everything that I did from then on out. Oh, sorry. You got me tearing up over here. It's, that's powerful. That's, mm -hmm. that's very powerful and, and life changing for you and life changing for all the students that come after him too. Right. Because most people I think would have thought, what is he doing in school anyway? You know, what, why would he want to attend school? And he did. He wanted to attend school because he helped he school helped him enjoy and think about his joy for life. 
he had great friends and they were very supportive. And here at Georgetown, we had a skateboard, uh, skateboarding park over by um, the pavilion and the kids came out and they did, a, you know, a little ceremony for him. Um, and uh, and it was it was beautiful. Uh, and, and if I hadn't have been a, his teacher at that time, I would never have really understood the true power of being a teacher is not to teach kids grammar, you know, but to teach them to be inspired and to persevere and to explore. Leads us into another question that this young man might fall on the list. Who mm -hmm. are the three people who have been most influential to you? I have to stay with my family because um, my mother who taught me to improve at any age, I'm going to be 52 this year. So I might as well be learning and doing something cool and interesting at 52. So, you know, never stop learning. And because of that, I was willing to explore new areas and concepts and always work on being better. That's a great life lesson. My children, they want me to make the world better. Yeah. And they're adults, you know, so now it's like now I get the chance to make the world better for them or even their kids. So that's fun. Yeah. But then my husband, I mean, he's my second husband in life, but he is like a great life partner because, I mean, this guy, he digs me, you know, and he's happy for me and he wants to see what cool things I achieve. So that's pretty helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When, you know, when, when you are, when you're trying to make a difference in other kids' life, you know, and you're in a profession like teaching, you're always talking about your kids and people say, wait, you're real kids. I'm like, well, I see kids this time. But um, he's, he's very interested in hearing my stories, you know, uh, when I come home and my kids are too, you know, but they're on their own. So my husband's at willing here. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. What teaching challenges have you faced during COVID-19 and how have you overcome them? I took an online course from Moorhead State and I know you have near and dear connections there. And I, it was great this summer because I knew COVID was going to change everything that we know about teaching and, and everything those kids knew about learning. I knew it was going to affect it. So I wanted to get ahead of the game. So I took the online summer writing institute taught by Dan Markle. And it was wonderful. I basically took everything that I learned and started to create my own online learning environment. It was very helpful uh, because what she did is focus on community, like first and foremost, it was just building community. And it really felt strange at first because I thought that was the whole point of being online is that it was always going to be impersonal, you know, but that was my my own myth I had to bust, right? So I was able to uh, work with my other sixth grade teacher. We decided to co-teach this summer um, and co-teach all year so that we could create as big a sense of community as we could within our sixth grade, no matter how far apart we all were. And um, we've spent four weeks at the beginning of school basically introducing them to online learning, building community, getting that buy-in. And so the challenge of getting kids to turn in work wasn't as pervasive. 
because they wanted to participate. They wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And they loved it. (laughs) Sounds like it. Sounds like it. So uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Taking concerted steps to retire. (laughs) So in 10 years, I hope to be retired. In five years, I want to be a practicing national board certified teacher. I have put that off and put that off and I saw a tweet from Go Teach Kentucky just the mm-hmm. other day saying you may be more ready than you think. So I've promised myself I am seriously going to look at this more in depth this Thanksgiving because I, I deserve that. Absolutely. And please do. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Are you all out there? That's fantastic. Yeah. Christine, this has been wonderful. Um, what final thoughts do you have for us? None more today, but my name is Christine Meisberger, and this is why I teach. Well, thank you so much, and thanks to our listeners. Be sure to be on the lookout for our next installment of This Is Why I Teach. And remember, a teacher affects eternity. They can never tell where their influence stops. Have a wonderful day.